Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is your boy, Darius underscore Capers. And we have a The Dynasty is Podcast first. Y'all are seeing it. Y'all are looking. Y'all are seeing what I'm seeing. We have a full panel this evening. Everybody just go around the circle and introduce yourself real quick. Give a little information about yourself for the people that might already know you and the people that don't know you. What up, what up, fellas? Uh, Instagram name, Reese Xavier. My name is Reese uh, from Virginia. Holla at me. You see me in the back. Washington Commanders fans. What? Yeah. It's number one draft pick next year. Holla at you. You, you sound like you still wear your jerseys backwards. You got some old Air Force Ones in the closet. Holla at me. I do. I, I, my pager. I got every color. I got every color Air Force in the, in the Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and take it from Lou, man. Uh, what's up, y'all? It's your favorite Q. It's Neighborhood Hope dealer, Henry Capers. I'm here again. I'm back. I took a little vacation last week, but I missed y'all. It's a lot of good football that's going to take place. I got to talk with y'all about it. You can follow me at Long Live My Rain, all caps on Instagram, or Capers Cares Foundation. We back, baby. Yeah. Henry, you tell the truth, man. You a bandwagon. I mean, you ain't yeah. start locking the I will I will actually vouch for him because you know I, I've I've known my, my lovely brother for 24 years of life and I don't was, believe it. And, I don't believe it because if you because that was my brother, I vouch for him too. Get the fuck out hey, of here. Look, but hey look, Henry. Henry, this this coming from somebody that's technically been a fan of three different teams in the last five years. <laughs> listen, listen. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can y'all, okay, I, I want y'all to know something. It's a lot of criticism when it comes from somebody whose team can't win nothing, won't win nothing, will not win nothing, ain't never going to win nothing, ain't never been nothing. And I'm sorry, Alex, that you're getting rolled over just by association. But, I mean, he is a, a horrible person for being a Washington. He's a Redskins fan. He ain't no Commanders. He's a Redskins fan. He's a Redskins fan. He don't like the Commanders, bro. And hey, sometimes you don't no, get to choose. No, you don't like it. Bro, stop it. Bro, stop it. You nah, came I'm on here kidding. slandering. This is your first episode. You need to walk on eggshells because we're still trying to figure out if we're going to vote you off the island. So don't even do look, that. All we hear is criticize, criticize, <laughs> criticize. <laughs> we're going to vote you off the island. Me and I don't want to hear nothing. Right. We're going to go to tribal council tonight. Honestly, though, Reese, he rejoiced when they signed Matt Castle back in, what was that, 20? Hey, hey, back in the day. <laughs> listen, Matt Castle got them one winning season. Like, he was happy listen, about bro. that. So, I mean, hey. Listen, bro. I've been, I've been a fan. I've been, blues. Dwayne Bo, Jamal Charles. My guys. Gonzalez. <laughs> he, my he was guy. a fan Tony was catching a 1,000 yards and he was winning five Yeah, games. So, yeah. Uh, but he, he, he you didn't talk about it was a it was a significant heartbreaker for me when we traded Tony Gonzalez to Arizona. It was a significant heartbreaker for me. Atlanta. Like I didn't it was, it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. My fault. Who did I say? Arizona. Ah, my fault. Atlanta, my fault. Yeah, y'all right. You just know he won't with Kansas City no more. That's I know he won't with us no more. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> So uh, arrowhead no more. And you know, it's your boy Kurt. You already know what it is. I'm King Vincent, as you can see up there. And if you can't spell I A M K I N G V I N S O N, that's your boy. You know, check me out. <laughs> I mean, my last name could go V I N C N T. You know, I get that a lot, so I had to get it. You know, I had to get you together. And you wanted spelling bee back in the day, didn't you? I did though. I did want spelling bee. 
Yeah. Reese get jealous of anybody who got a diploma. You know, he got a GED. <laughs> <laughs> it's still high, your boy, out here. Back on, back on. God damn. Come on. Hey, it's your boy back for the one time. Huh? Oh, no, my phone, my phone. Back on Reese all night, man. Come on. We hey, nah, keep knocking. Nah, I'm going I'm to I'm rock with my, I'm a walk with my Washington brother, bro. We, we, I got another one in, in the chat, man. I got another Washington hey, brother. Hey, we so, get a majority vote in this joint. Mm. Majority, majority. Vote. hold on, wait. How is two <laughs> votes to three majority votes? No, you're a Chiefs fan, he's a Jets fan, Colts fan. We're majority in this motherfucker. All right, honest. Hey, I'm yeah. sure we could band together for one of our three teams over the football team, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, I'll go with the Colts every day of the week over the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> give me a uh, Matt. Ryan. Right. Come on, nah, yeah, nah. Nah, you lying. you lying. Hey, hey, when, when we get Bryce Young with Terry McLaurin. We're gonna talk to y'all. We're gonna talk to y'all, man. Tell you. When you get when you get Bryce Young. When we get Bryce Young. When you get he not going there. When you get who? What you mean? We're gonna have a first pick. We in in line. All of it. Oh, y'all get the first pick? Well, I mean, it's looking like it. Y'all know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be CJ Stroud. Y'all love y'all y'all. Hey, I, I take CJ Stroud too, though. I ain't gonna lie. CJ Stroud is like He's like that, bro. Anyways, last but not least, my boy Alex, going and do your introductions as well, so we can get into these predictions from last week, man. Because we guessed pretty hey. good. Hey, it's your boy Ten Gold Bands, aka Alex Reed, aka fellow Campbell graduate of my man Darius Capers. Uh, Pumps, baby. As y'all can see, I like the W's. I like the W's. Football ain't my season because my team always trash, but wait till basketball's you know my Lakers. Today is football. Let's go. You know your team trash when you already looking forward to the NBA finals and it right. just finished. Right. <laughs> it just finished a couple months ago. Listen, we Laker we, land, LA land all day. We are in preseason NBA basketball. We talk yeah. about playoffs. That's sad. That's a sad, sad reality for a Washington Commanders fan. But then we all know the Lakers ain't making it. Let's stick to football. Nah, let's take the football, man. So, right. so last week's episode, man. Of course, we were we didn't have a full a full panel, but Alex, myself, and Kurt, we held it down, and we predicted week five games. We got to go back through the scores, and we gotta, you know, just let y'all know how well we did. So, let's just kind of summarize through them scores real quick through week five. I can actually go ahead and give y'all who we chose because, you know, like I said, we did pretty well. So the Colts Broncos, the Colts ended up getting that victory. We're going to get to the Broncos. Trust and believe we can never talk about them enough on this podcast and how bad they are. The Colts were successful against them. Myself, Kurt and Alex did choose the Colts. So that's one and oh for us. And you know why they lost, right? They started playing future as soon as he walked in the stadium. It was over with after that. <laughs> it was that man lost it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that man. Been I too. saw that, bro. That was disrespectful, bro. Like, oof, that throw your whole yeah, game off. Every media timeout, we would have mm. Dirty Sprite Two would have been playing. Yeah, well, we'd have <laughs> had that thing on repeat. <laughs> we'd have picked the right one. <laughs> right. We'd have picked the right one, G. 
Yeah, that that Colts game probably the worst game of the weekend. Oh, for Colts sure. beat them twelve to nine. Mm. It was a, a matchup of the kickers. Mm. The Giants beat the Packers twenty-seven to twenty-two. Buffalo Bills completely stomped Pittsburgh thirty-eight to three. I believe we did choose Buffalo. We did not choose the Giants. However, we chose Green Bay. Roll with Aaron Rodgers again. That that wasn't too successful for us, but it's okay. Uh, we chose the Chargers. The Chargers were successful against the Browns, 30-28. to 28. Another L that we did take from predictions, we chose the Jags. They ended up coming back down to earth completely. Right. Houston, giving Houston their first victory of the year, 13-6. Minnesota, who Alex and I chose, <laughs> beat up on Kurt Chicago Bears, 29-22. It wasn't even as close as that score seems. I want to let y'all know that. Because the the Vikings were kind of dominating that game, and Chicago made it close late, but it wasn't as close as that score says. Um, the Saints beat Seattle. We all chose Seattle. Rode with rode with my man that didn't write back, Geno Smith. The Saints ain't write him back last week. So uh, uh, we went with the Lions against the Patriots because of all the injuries, and the Patriots won twenty nine to zero. Another L we took. My Jets. <laughs> my jets demolished dismantled obliterated whatever one of those synonyms you guys want to use from your collegiate vocabulary that you all so have the dolphins 40 to 17 the tampa bay buccaneers beat the falcons 21 to 15 the titans beat the commanders <laughs> 21 to 17 <laughs> <laughs> it was a laugh though <laughs> I won't go say nothing until you say something. I was like, I ain't going to like that. That was funny. The 49ers beat up on the Panthers 37 to 15. The Eagles beat the Cardinals 20 to 17. Dallas beat the Rams 22 to 10. Baltimore beat the Bengals 19 17. And last but not least, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Las Vegas Raiders 30 to 29. Now, just off of the off of the scores, we can honestly say that the best game of the weekend might have been that Bengals-Ravens game, as well as the Chiefs that game. That Chiefs was a great game. That was a tremendous Chiefs game. Chiefs was a great game. The Raiders, the Raiders showed me something I didn't know they had. They were actually playing pretty good football. They actually were. A stat I want to before we get too much into the scores, though, they said Kyla Murray is 0-101 in 101 the weekend – of double XP for Call of Duty, like going because back, Call of Duty's like that. Going back to college and everything, like when he's been playing, he's lost every game. The 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 weekend of, of why do you think he got that call? Oh, wait, so hold on, 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 hold on. zero and a hundred and one. So that means they must have been counting every game he's played since like, he was in little league, like high school little league. Wow. He said he's never won a game the weekend of double XP for Call of Duty. And when is that weekend? It's random. It's typically random weekends throughout like the years, throughout like yeah, throughout the year. Don't you really have it. to not like Kyler to don't count worry about that. it. Hey, you gotta like really find that stat. Like, you get a lot of time on your hands. In 2011, Double XP weekend was from the seventh through the ninth of 2011. Hmm, okay, Kyler Murray. Now, in fairness, that's Modern Warfare Three. 
2011 Marvel Fair 3. That game was like that, but I we're, wouldn't be able to tell we're just, that. We're going off on a tangent. I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was funny to see that Kyler Murray's winless <laughs> the weekend of double HP. So that just the what we call him, Mr. Mr. Video Game, that just fits. So that kind of transitions us into the top performers. Who did you guys have as your top performers for week five? You know, for me, offensively, top performer, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Gotta go with Pat Mahomes, boy. Anytime you throw four tutties and no interceptions and a win, it's kind of hard to beat that. I'm pretty sure that any quarterback this past week five will take those numbers. Now, granted, you know, he was 29 for 43, 292 yards. He didn't have, you know, 400 yards like he would typically do. But you got four touchdowns and a win with no mistakes. Can't take that away from him. On the defensive side, the player of the week for me, O'Shane Zimmerman is straight out of Hereford County, 252. As a defensive player of the week, he got the sack to seal the deal against Green Bay. That boy is a dog. Straight out of Hereford County. Can't take that from that boy. Keep doing your thing. Get that big check, my boy. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. I love that. Uh, I'm going to jump in here, man, because I I love what you said, Kurt. I mean, there's no question about it. You know, you can't talk about football without talking about Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be the greatest football player we've ever seen play. If we're considering Aaron Rodgers in the caliber of greatest of all time with a guy like Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes is going to be in that conversation. And so uh, this week, my top performance, of course, Patrick Mahomes. I'm a huge fan, super fan. Uh, Love what he did on the field. I was a little concerned about the way we started off slow this week, especially with us starting off pretty slow uh, last week. I think it was last week where we we might start off slow, but we we've kind of had some offensive issues that I'm I'm hoping we work through. Uh, was really pleased to see that Travis Kels, you know, played and stepped up big like a primetime performer he is. I mean, seven catches for 25 yards, four touchdowns, like those are unreal fantasy Madden numbers. I mean, 25 yards, you like who? How was he getting the ball? And he was getting the ball everything 10 yards in, and he was just scoring. So. Uh, that was an amazing, amazing feat for him, I think. Uh, somebody else I got to tip my hat to is Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen went berserk per usual, went crazy. Um, 20 to 31 for 424 yards, four tuds, uh, interception, and he did some work on the ground, which is really impressive. Uh, but I also have to tip my hat to somebody else that I think a lot of people are just now starting to give a tribute and uh, a tribute success to and uh, tipping – Tipping this, my hat to this young man is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had an amazing, amazing week to keep his team to keep his team, the Philadelphia Eagles, the only undefeated team in football right now. Jalen Hurts went 26 of 36 for 239, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he went uh, 61 yards on the ground and two touchdowns in uh, this past weekend's game. And so I have to tip my hat to all four of those players. All of them are ball players. And uh, right now it's just, just kind of hard to see, you know, good football without seeing these guys playing each and every week. If they're playing really well, it's probably going to be some good football on television. So. Well, for me, I have to, <clears throat> I would say that like you guys uh, iterated, I would say Pat Mahomes as a, as a surefire, um, like you said, four TDs and no interceptions. That's outstanding. Um, I'm kind of starting to not expect anything less of him as well as Josh Allen. Now, he did have an interception, 
but him and the Bills completely stomped the Pittsburgh series. I'm talking about from the beginning, there was no hope for them. 38 to three. I mean, that's something you would see on a high school team when the two way, the four A team is playing a two way team. Like that's what it looked like to me. I want to give a special shout out to Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota um, Vikings. Um, first half, he had 10 catches, 138 yards. He broke Randy Moss's record. Got to get that boy some love. Um, I believe Kirk said it, I think it was episode two, where you have to throw him the ball if you want to win games. Um, and that's what the Vikings did smartly. Um, I think he is going to be the next great wideout that we see in this league. And I just got to give him his flowers for that. You know, Randy Moss is a Hall of Fame wideout, no question about it. And Justin Jefferson is proving that he's going to be up in that upper echelon of uh, wideouts. Um, and for the defensive player, don't have one, but I do have a tandem. I want to give a shout out to Boogie and Von Miller, the edge rushers up in Buffalo. Boy, the words I have can't even explain it. You have, if you want to get through them, you have to get through that defense. And wherever Von Miller goes, he says seems to make that a winning culture, a winning defensive culture. And he's turned the Bills defense upside down. So I have to give a huge shout out to them because them boys are stomping on folks. So uh, my offensive player of the week, y'all mentioned him. I think everybody mentioned him. Uh, Josh Allen is a dog. Josh Allen has been a complete monster. And I only say that, I say that to go along with, cause, because he's in my fantasy league, both fantasy leagues is killing for me right now. But 400 yards, four touchdowns, one, one interception, yes, but 45 yards on the ground, 43 yards on the ground. Your boy is leading a team who is supposed – this team is supposed to be that team this year. They were supposed to be that team. They're, they're supposed to be. He's playing as if they're supposed to win it. So, Josh Allen gets my offensive player of the week. My defensive player of the week goes to – I hate to give it to a Cowboys player, but your boy Michael Parsons, everybody knows he's a dog. He's a dog. And, and that sack record is coming to him sooner than you think. With two sacks on the, on, on, uh, the week, uh, I got to tip my hat off to him. He's a very good young talent. Uh, and I think, I think a lot of people notice his talent, but I still think he's a little underrated. I think he's a little underrated. I think he, I think in the, in year four or five, people are really going to start to see how well Michael Parsons, how good of a player Michael Parsons is. Um, another player, uh, this is out of the blue that I'm going to tip my hat off to is, uh, and I'm going to mess his name up, Tuafenga, Halafanga, the safety for the 49ers. That's another young star you He's might want to keep your eyes out for. He's a Bro. really good – he He's seems good to player. always be around the ball. He's a good you know, player. I mean, his stats don't jump at you, but he seems to always be around the ball. If, if yeah. it ain't a pick, it's, a, it's two def- pass deflections – or is it was an eight tackle game? I'm telling you, that's one kid to really keep your eye out for for defensive player, for he rookie defensive player. Of the, uh, he yeah. reminds me of a young Troy Polamalu. I don't know. Oh if yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all remember when Troy started playing or uh, when Landon Collins started playing. They were those were two guys that I was like really high on as safeties. And when they started playing football, they weren't always getting like the safety-esque numbers of like interceptions or pass breakups, but they were always sure tacklers. And then because they were sure tacklers, they started advancing their game. I think, uh, I think 
Hafongo, whatever his name is. I'm Tyler Noah. I, I'm gonna try it again. Tyler yeah. Noah Hello. Hufanga. Hufanga, I'm sorry. If you ever listen to this podcast, you have to come on and tell us how you pronounce it. Hey, for real, for real. Hey, but you a ball player, though, dog. He's a dog. He's a dog, for real. And I think the 49ers uh, surprised me this year, this year. I mean, aside from their starting quarterback getting hurt, who who they were supposed to, you know, ride with. Um, They're they're under average. They're an average team. And I thought they were going to be a lot better this year. Um, But... It's hard when you're when your starting quarterback goes down. I mean, then then again, it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't started this team before, but he's doing what everybody expects Jimmy to do. You know, he's an average player. So the Forty Nine ers. I mean, I think that's not. I don't think that's fair though, because you're talking about the same Jimmy Garoppolo who took this team to an NFC Championship multiple, right? If I'm not mistaken, they've been what the two NFC Championship games yeah. over like yeah. the last five years. Like yes. with Jimmy Garoppolo, we can't. We cannot talk. We can't talk about Jimmy Garoppolo as if he's just like some kick in a bucket. I think what it was is that they saw cost versus talent, and they said with Trey Lance, the cost doesn't meet. The cost is better or is less than his talent. His talent exceeds the cost, and so let's play the kid who's more talented and costs us less money. They don't want to play Jimmy Garoppolo because he's expensive, and you know what you're going to get with him. It's unfortunate, but you're going to have to make an adjustment to be able to have the type of production you want out of Jimmy Grappolo. If you look at Jimmy G's numbers, his numbers aren't bad. His numbers aren't bad. What it truly is, in my opinion, I don't think they have enough like options for him to throw the football to, you know, besides, uh, besides Debo, besides Kittle, what is he really leaning on? Because he has a running back room that can't stay healthy. The offensive line is spotty at best. You know, you have a you have probably one of the best offensive linemen and often offensive linemen in the game, but now you have to ask yourself, what does the rest of the line look like? One player can't block all them defensive linemen, can't block everybody. So you got to give that offense a little bit more to work with. And this is the same offense that Trey Lance was supposed to be this dog in. Yeah. And we saw he wasn't looking good. So I, I don't know. I, I have to support Jimmy G in this because I think he's a ball player. I think I think the 49ers are better with Jimmy G than Trey Lance. For sure. I I don't know I about agree. that. I only say I only say Trey Lance because he gives a different uh, diagram to the game. Yeah, he can run. You know, he's got a better deep ball than Jimmy. He it's a little bit different. He he provides different aspects than what Jimmy. But like you said, Jimmy is a. I mean, his numbers don't jump leap off the board, but they're they're average at best. I mean, you know, he's he's gonna give you what Jimmy gives you, and he's not a bad quarterback. No, but. If you expect it and you know that's what you're going to get, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just think uh, Trey Lance would have been a bet, would have gave this team what they were, I expected them to be. You know, you know, and I'll, I'll turn it over to the group, but I have this philosophy on quarterbacks. I don't think that teams are paying for running quarterbacks who can throw. That's why I don't think uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. That's why I don't think Lamar Jackson has a contract. I think teams are paying. I think teams are paying for quarterback for throwing quarterbacks who can run. That's why guys like Russ get contracts. That's why guys like Aaron gets contracts because they're throwing quarterbacks who can run the football. You know, that's why Josh Allen is going to get paid because he's a throwing quarterback who can run the football. But anytime you're you start the foundation of your skills as a running quarterback. And then you add on the ability to pass. I think that's always going to be a demerit. And it's unfortunate because these are typically black athletes. Yeah. These are typically athletes that look like us, 
know what I'm saying, that hit that demerit. If that wasn't the case, if that wasn't the case, why doesn't Lamar have a check? Every good quarterback that he got drafted with got a check right now. Well, sure. that, that is not true. <clears throat> he was in the same draft class as Baker Mayfield, who's on his second team. Sam Donald, who's on his second team. Pat's got a check. Josh has got a check. Josh, but those two guys that are on their second team. Those, they those, not those were top five picks. And then, but Pat's got a check and Josh has got a check. The two quarterbacks that are, are just as good as Lamar Jackson or in the same class as him already have their money. And what are they? They are throwing quarterbacks who can run the football. Okay. But what about a guy like Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, his entire game is predicated on his ability to scramble. And I, we've seen that when Kyler Murray gets dinged up, gets nicked up towards the end of the year, they, that team folds because he's unable to continue to scramble, unable to continue to run. Getting back to the 49ers, I truly feel that Jimmy Grappolo does give them the best chance to win. And I say that for the simple fact of, I think you mentioned how Micah Parsons is underrated. I honestly feel like Jimmy Grappolo is an underrated quarterback in this league. Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo is taking a below average team. His two, his top two receivers are Debo Samuel, who's probably better as a running back, Brandon Ayuk, who was a second-round running receiver that is also probably a better running back that played a little bit of everything at college. George Kittle did not start the season healthy. His right. groin was was paper. He had he had his starting running back, but Elijah Mitchell since got hurt. He has a undrafted free agent as his running back Jeff Wilson senior who plays well but is bound to get injured as well and then like you guys said his line Trent Williams is is one of the best offensive linemen in football but one person can't block five so I truly and then on top of that his defense is injured because they just lost the Bosa brother to a groin injury for almost the whole year he's on IR so I truly feel like he is the only quarterback on that roster that could have got that team to where it is now Absolutely. Three and two, three and two. You would have never seen Trey Lance take that team to three and two. They they would definitely be one and four. Yeah. And we saw that week one. He he was in a rain game against Chicago of all teams and couldn't complete passes. Right. That Chicago Bears defense. I'm sorry. I know Roquan's all pro a pro bowler player, but that's one guy. Right. Well, but I want to add something real quick. I want to add something to Rice because you mentioned Kyler Murray as if Kyler Murray is a great example of this idea around quarterbacking and like quarterbacks in this league. Anytime you have to put, I, I will put it this way. I will put it this way. That stipulation of a study clause in a contract only goes to certain players. I've never in my mind. And I mean, you all please interject. Have you ever in your life heard of a player needing a study clause? If you Google it and say how many players have ever received a study clause, I can almost guarantee you that these players look the same. I so never I knew it existed until then. About Kyler Murray, I found that stat. 10-0-101 was someone being funny. The actual stat is 0-47. So it's just as bad as we thought. But it's 47 losses. So I mean, hey. That's terrible, bro. Continue. I didn't mean to cut y'all boys. No, off. no, you you good. I think that I but I think that speaks to my point, right? They gave Kyler Murray all this money. You have to understand that organization destroyed. That organization drafted a first-round quarterback. Who the next season traded that first-round quarterback to draft the first overall quarterback in the draft. 
If you're not paying that quarterback and if that, that that new quarterback you just brought in a substantial amount of money as a head coach, you look incompetent as an organization, you look unorganized. And so you're going to have to give Kyler Murray this money. The conversation now is, OK, if we give Kyler this money, but he's not winning ball games, What do we do? We have to put a learning clause, a study clause in his contract that ultimately defeats the purpose of having a first overall pick at quarterback, having an organization that can actively win and pursue winning ball games like we can't use Kyler Murray as an example Lamar Jackson wins games it's not our fault that every weapon Lamar Jackson has either comes on the team and gets hurt or comes on the team and gets booted Lamar Jackson doesn't have any talent on that team besides Mark Andrews there's no talent on that team that stays healthy consistently and any other talent is gone Lamar Jackson deserves his check and he deserves his check not because he can run but because he's one of the best daggone throwers in the football like the one thing the Ravens yeah. have is a competent defense. I will say that. Their defense is finally starting to get healthy. That defense looked really good. Finally this starting to come together. Yeah. Well, uh, well I mean, hey, you guys kind of hit on all the top performers this past weekend. And I also agree. Josh Allen had an incredible game, 424 yards passing, uh, he four touchdowns, one on the ground. His receiver – Gabe Davis, three catches, 171 yards, and two scores. That's a guy I wanted to highlight as well. But my player of the week offensively was Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler had 173 yards on the ground. He scored on the ground, and he caught a touchdown pass. He had a tremendous fantasy day. I believe he was the number one fantasy scorer this past weekend. So that's why I wanted to highlight as my offensive player of the week. I truly feel like we don't give running backs and receivers enough credit. Well, we give receivers credit on this show, but running backs, we don't give enough credit to. So I wanted to give Eckler a shout out. My defensive player of the week, I had to go with Bradley Chubb. Although Denver lost to Kurtz Colts, that defense played a heck of a game. I mean, they didn't give up an offensive touchdown. They held that team to four field goals. 12 points is supposed to be enough to get a W in the NFL. I mean, if your defense holds an offense to 12 points, you're supposed to at least 14 points as an offense. He had seven tackles, two and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. He played tremendously well. That Broncos defense, man, they are a Super Bowl caliber defense when healthy. And if Russell Wilson can just remember how to play football, that team could actually be something in, in, in the AFC, I truly believe. I want to know what happened to Russ. I really do. But he's making Pete Carroll look like – Pete Carroll knows football. Like, that Seahawks team, he has Geno Smith these last two games, these last two performances. He has Geno Smith looking like he may really be a top guy in this league. Like, who would have thought? Geno Smith? Like, then they – like, last, last, um, last time they played, I know they lost versus the Saints, but – I mean, you really couldn't ask much more from him. Exactly. I didn't think Geno Smith was like that. I would ask him to be on the command if I saw this, but I mean. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> y'all would have destroyed that man even more. Yeah, y'all. You know, I yeah, always we, I got this. This is really yeah. dope. This We're gonna start dope. calling y'all Randy Orton, the legend killer. Y'all will kill a superstar before. Oh, he for sure. Oh, no, <laughs> for sure. You better know it. There's two organizations. There's two organizations you go to if you say, I'm done playing football, but I still need a check. That is the Washington Commanders and the New York Jets. You only go – them two places you go if you want your career just to be like – Hey, look, 
That's not y'all got rid of Alex Smith and he gave us a winning season before his leg broke in every place possible. So I wanted we were six and three, man. He ain't, bre- he ain't breaking in, he ain't breaking in Kansas City. That's all I'm saying. Hey, we've had we've had a couple guys come <laughs> to the Jets and actually be successful. LaDainian Tomlinson came there, was a pro bowler. Brandon Marshall came there, was an all pro one season. Uh, was you shout out. LaDainian was a pro bowler. Boy, the first season he played with the Jets, he was. It, I mean, shoot, he had no choice. He the only option. Right. He, he, he got the ball 700 man. times. Jeez. He came, he came oh, to he the Jets. And he was a pro bowler with us. Bro, Brandon Marshall was also an all pro with the Jets. Like, what are we talking about here? Bro, Brandon Marshall ball. wasn't Brandon Marshall was a Pro Bowl player before he got there. Yeah, you talk about players like they was but, trash but, they but listen, if you would have said Revis, I'd have been like, Yeah, you're right. Revis the best thing y'all ever created. Though. Henry, like, Revis the best player y'all said, ever had. You just said if you come to the Jets, your career's done. That's where you go to get out of the you go to the Jets, then you're done. That's basically what you said. He, he was on the back end when he went to the Jets. He wasn't the man when he went to the Jets. Hey, where did LT end really? up after the Jets? Home. <laughs> At the crib. At the crib. <laughs> where Brandon Marshall end up? Where Brandon Marshall end up after the Jets? The crib. He on the podcast right now. Catching residuals off the Jets. What's wrong you with you? You reach it down. You reach it down. Right? Oh, you reach for show. He was a stud. That's all I'm saying. So, since we talking about my Jets being so trash, let's go ahead and talk about things that apparently my Jets don't do, which we did do this past weekend, and let's talk about winners. Who is the winners for week five? I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to say my Jets defense. We held the Miami Dolphins to 17 points. Our rookies on defense are actually starting to show up and play. Ahmad Sauce Garner. I told everybody this on the first episode of our podcast. He's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. He is tremendous with his coverage, man coverage. I know y'all saw how he played against the Bengals. He was guarding Jamar Chase essentially one-on-one for most of the game, and he was he was locking him up. He only gave up two catches when he was guarding Jamar Chase as the primary defender. Now, you know, when he went on, when he went on a, a hall side, he was doing what he wanted to do. We can't do anything against that. But Ahmad Gardner is really looking like the guy. Our, our offense is starting to develop. Brees Hall is looking like an every down running back now, running the football and catching the football at the backfield. We said this last week, and Kurt and Alex know I said this last week as well. I truly feel like this is a turning point for my Jets. I truly feel that we can be close to 500 this season. Uh, I, I want to hear what y'all got to think about uh, winners, what y'all think about winners, what y'all got to say. Reese, who you got as your winners for week five? Uh, I like the Jets. I like the Jets because that's a huge win. Um, that's a, I mean, in the beginning of the season, it looked like the Dolphins might have, might win 12, 15 games. But every but you gotta also think they were playing with their third string quarterback. You only put up six points, yeah, six points. Uh, I mean, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. But uh, 
I think I gotta go with the uh, the Texans. The Texans are continuing. Are gonna? I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win some more games, more than you think they are, are going to. They're, I think they're scoring more points than a lot of people are expecting. Um, albeit the the Jaguars. I mean, we got probably possibly the two worst teams in the league. Uh, winners because they won their first game. I'm gonna go with. See, now, I, I was with you. I was thinking you were going to lean towards the other team in New York and say the Giants with them being 4-1 and one and maybe do something with that. And I was going to be with you, but, man. No, you should... We're talking about really bad teams that are winning. So, so wow. that's why. Yeah. The, 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 the football, <laughs> football in New York is – Don't a, start, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Football in New York, what? Football in New York, man, is booming. Oh, I thought you were about to say something about us. I thought you were about to get on us, bro. I ain't lying. I'm giving my word. Wait, hold up. Ain't the Jets technically in New Jersey or something? Yeah, they in New Jersey. Oh, okay. They play the games in New York, right? They play the games in New York, man. Alex, I'm going to let you follow up your Washington football team, brethren. Who is the winners? The big W you got in the back? Who got the W this week? Well, um, I want to give a shout out to the Patriots. That man zap zap the hell out them lines, boy. I'm telling you, twenty nine to zip. Didn't let him do a thing. Um, he, his, you know, what I mean, his completion, seventeen attempts, twenty one. Uh, I mean, seventeen completions. Excuse me, twenty one attempts, hundred eighty eight yards, a touchdown, one interception, hundred uh, QB rating. Um, he's gonna make some questions be asking uh, New England. You know who's going to be their starting quarterback? Um, they got Mac Jones, they got Zap, then they got that Hoyer guy. Got some good guys that seem to be talented. I think they should go with Mac Jones, though. I don't want anybody that's if anybody's watching this, and they're a Patriots fan, do not let Zap fool you. Anybody can have a good game in this league, but I got to give it to them. Um, the Giants, I did not think there was going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers at all. In Saquon Barkley, they trust. Saquon Barkley is the guy. He is the guy for them. Just like we talk about, if you're going to win games in Minnesota, you're going to throw it to Justin Jefferson. Let Saquon Barkley run it every single time if you want any chance of winning. So, got to give him his props. Um, but the game that, you know, like I said, got to go back to it. The game that really gave me, um, that made me really, you know, stick my head up through the sand was that Patriots game because the Patriots have no direction. I didn't think they did. Zap really was the game manager of the week, in my opinion, other than Jimmy G. So I got to give it to him. Okay. Kurt, who are you going with this week, man? Hey, man, look, I got to go with you with it's booming in New York right now, but I not not the Jets, the Giants. I did not predict them to pull that out. But, you know, that boy from the 2-5, you know, he can still a game. He's been doing it since i known him in high school. That boy O'Shane for the Giants. That's a win. Anytime you can pick Green Bay off and get to a 4-1 record, you got to have the win of the week. Everybody had a solid game overall. That is the win. But the loss for the week for me is the Seahawks. They did not take advantage of that Saints team. The Saints team, as we know, is not 100%. Geno had a good game. Like you said, you can't really ask but, but so much from a guy like Geno Smith. That's not what's expected of him. This year may be one of his best years that he's had. So we can't expect but so much from him. 
But also with the Saints being in the predicament they're in, you gotta take advantage of that to consider yourself the the night the not right back guy because you you wrote back. You know what I'm saying? You definitely wrote back this week, so that was your game to lose, and you definitely lost it. Okay. So I had to interject there. I'm surprised you guys are like the, the Giants are playing good football this year. Like, yeah. I know, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is that really man. Think, I don't really think that wing was a. I mean, the Giants, the Packers aren't. That's not a surprise to me, anyways. I don't think they were supposed to be doing anything this year, especially with the lack of offensive power that they really, truly don't. They just don't have it. They just have a all-star quarterback, and that's literally all they have. I mean, but that man Aaron Rodgers, he's like another. Well, I ain't gonna say he's another Tom Brady, but he can go anywhere and turn the franchise around. They're gonna be at five hundred. And and you don't you guys don't think that the Giants are supposed to lose that game? They have, I definitely think the Giants are supposed to lose virtually no passing game. I mean, Daniel Jones attempted twenty seven passes, two hundred and seventeen yards. Then they're, they're, su- they're supposed to lose that game. They're supposed to lose that game. That was like Alex mentioned. That was a Saquon takeover game, and I truly think we need to start giving Saquon some love for MVP. And I even th- then, Saquon didn't go as wild as he could. He only had seventy yards. So right. he didn't even have an amazing, like, game. He didn't go over 100 yards. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a big win for them. For him not to put up the numbers that he could put up and for their passing game to be almost non-existent and to get a win against that Green Bay team, that's a big win. That says something about that Giants defense. Henry, you, yeah. got, you got some gears moving over there, man. Who you got as your winner? Yeah, so – uh, just touching on that point real quick, when we talk about the Giants and the Packers, uh, I think a little bit about, like, I'm looking at these stats numbers here, man. And it's, uh, Saquon had a good game, but Saquon wasn't, like, tremendous, right? Saquon yeah. went uh, 13 for 70 on the ground in the tud, and then he had three for tw- uh, 36 off catching. But I think what it is is I just think that the culture of the Giants organization is changing a little bit. You know, we talk a little bit about it. at the We talked a little bit about it at the start of the season that certain teams are going to continue to make steps forward. If if you're an organization that's taking steps back and not retracting to move back forward, you're only going to slide further and further down. And I think I agree with Reese with what his point ultimately is, is that what all did we expect from the, the Packers? Now I can honest, I can be honest with you and tell you that I, I three, four, five weeks ago, I was hollering at Mr. Rogers house. I was hollering that this was going to be his league. This was going to be his division. But as games have been played, I think that's one area where in the NFC North, I was inaccurate. I was wrong. Like, I was wrong. Mr. Rogers has retired. He has used his AARP card. He is at the shelter, and he's sipping on that tapioca and orange juice. He's just not a good ball player anymore. I'm, I I think I, I question Aaron's ability to play football at this point. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to show me moving forward his talent because he's too good for that team to be that bad. So that's just, that's my point on it all. But um, jumping into who for me, I have one this week, of course, man, Kansas city, Kansas city wins. Like they're winning this week, man. They're, they're beating the teams that I was questionable about them beating. They beat Tampa Bay. They beat the Raiders on back-to-back weeks. I was concerned about those two teams. I told you Darius. I also told you, Kurt, I thought those two teams would be the teams that would be the pitfalls for us. I had the the Las Vegas Raiders coming out of that division. 
I had them coming out of that division, the AFC West, with all of the wins dominating. We are still a very good football team. And what's surprising more than anything is our defensive productivity. Our defense is producing very well, and we're not getting production solely out of Chris Jones. You're seeing other guys step up, and so I'm really impressed to see that. I also have to say somebody that won this week, not the New York Jets, but Sauce Garner. I'm proud of you, young man. Congratulations on your first career. Congratulations on your first career interception. I think that's going to be one of many. I think that you're going to be a really good football player. I think that Sauce Garner is going to be next in line when we talk about great cornerbacks that have come out of New York Jets organization. So I definitely want to shout you out for that. Will he surpass Ravis? No, he sure won't. Going to be a better corner and. I I think I think he'll be I don't think he'll surpass Revis in the moxie right Revis Revis wasn't a high career interceptions guy but one of the things Revis did a good job of is creating this idea that don't throw to his side because you'd be on an island and so a lot of people didn't throw to his side and that kind of left and that kind of kept the the legend of Revis alive longer than his talent lasted I think I think for for Garner I think what's going to happen is I think people are going to continue to try him with the hopes that he's a Trayvon Diggs. Because one of the things we notice is people tried Trayvon Diggs late in the season last year. And if he wasn't intercepting the football, he was, he was letting that joint go. Like he was, he was looking real bad. And so I think this is a good opportunity for sauce to make his own legend for sauce to make it create his own identity and not even try to be comparable to Revis, but create this idea that he is pound for pound one of the best talents we've seen at cornerback. If I'm not mistaken, there's a stat where Sauce never gave up a touchdown in college. Never like zero. Never gave up a touchdown in college. That's crazy. And he and even though he played in the All-American Conference, he did play Alabama in the college football playoff. That's crazy. That's crazy. Touchdown to any like, of those studs they had out there. That's crazy. So yeah, I mean, so I, I mean you got to tip your hat to that guy. I think he's gonna be a good ball player. Uh, last but not least, who won for week five for me? Man, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers won. I know y'all are probably like, man, what you talking about? Pittsburgh got drugged. Pittsburgh's got a quarterback. That boy, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett did something that really shocked me. I'm not certain if y'all seen the clip. Kenny Pickett got rolled up. It was a bad tackle once he had gotten rid of the football for, by a defense alignment for the Buffalo Bills. And Kenny got up. I'm talking about all... 215 pounds and them little hands he has. He got up and he went straight at that defense alignment. And that's the stuff you live for as an organization. That's the stuff you live for as a head coach. That's the stuff you live for as an OC. A guy who's willing to go to bat, who's going to be tough as nails, who's willing to break his foot off on anybody who tries him, because that's the type of leadership you will need to win football games. That has always been the image, the idea of the Steelers organization. And I think that the Steelers can start in the right direction if they put some more support around this young man. I think he's a, I think he's a good ball player. I was proud to see his toughness and his moxie. So those are my winners for week five, week four. I think the piggyback off of there right there, I think Kenny Pickett is a, is a surprise big leader in, in that Steelers locker room. You think, I mean, you always got the Steelers, the defense is always going to be the, the, the hold and behold of the Steelers, you know, but the way Kenny Pickett shows up, I think he's going to be a pretty good leader. I don't know if they'll win many more games this year, but long down the road, we'll see Kenny Pickett uh, and some uh, some more talks. Yeah, and that's not to say that's not to say, in my opinion, he's a great ball player. But that's just to say that one thing he is he's tough. He's tough. tough. He's you know what I'm saying? Like a tough football player lasts a long time, man. That's why I think 
you know, there's some guys in this league. There are some guys who were in this league for a while, you know, because they were tough dudes, man. Edelman, Julius Edelman was a, Julian Edelman was a tough dude to me. Like, like, and yeah, he had talent to go along with it, but man, he was just tough as nails. And there's certain things you do that, that really sticks with folks. So. Uh, I'm gonna sit over you, Darius, for the uh, for the losers. I, I honestly laugh at that. You know, just kind of piggybacking off you guys, because I laugh at that because Alex and I we have a lot of basketball conversations. I know we're talking about football, but this just kind of brought up a basketball topic that we normally talk about. And you like guys I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, somebody's big or best trait is them being tough or being stick toitive or being plucky. That says a lot about you as a player. That means you're not very good, but you're tough. Like so, he, so he's compared to Patrick Be- Beverly. He that's what I'm saying. He's a oh, relax. That's Patrick a Beverly. Like that's Man, not I'm just good. Okay, I just I just want to make sure I was on the same page. I don't, right, Pat, right, y'all can say what y'all want. Pat Bev keep earning a check, and Julius Julian Edelman was earning a check, and I think Kenny Pick is going to keep earning a check because yeah. he's tough. Well, he's tough. Well, I'm going to I'm going to actually look at it on the flip side of that. I had a few losers this week because I feel like there were a lot of teams that did lose. One of my losers, uh, I, you, it, it's just like a running joke at this point. I the Broncos every week. I'm going to go ahead and bag on them real quick. Russell Wilson, 274 yards through the, through the air, sacked four times, two interceptions, nearly lost a fumble. You're, you're just – you're not even worth my time going over anymore because you guys know he's just as bad as we all thought as good as he was going to be. We thought he was going to be one way. He's the complete opposite. I also have the Pittsburgh Steelers as a loser. They wanted to throw Kenny Pickett out there to see what he could do against one of the best defensive lines in the league. That's, that's the definition of losing. I don't know why they would have thrown Kenny Pickett into that situation I mean, Kenny, Kenny Pickett came out there, like you guys said, he had a plucky attitude <laughs> that led to him completing a little over half of his passes, 327 yards, no scores, interception, a fumble. I mean, you can be plucky, you can be tough, you can jump in a guy's face. But you got to be able to hit your receivers for touchdowns. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But he also threw the he also threw for 327 yards with fi- over 50 attempts. You supposed with, to you 52 attempts. You're supposed to get through. You're supposed but to. Let's be real. Tom Brady is leading the league in attempts right now, and you know he's he's roughly getting almost 300 yards a game. So you're supposed to do that. I mean. Now, your receiver stat line look good. It's just no touchdowns. Exactly. And that means you get into the red zone and you're not scoring. That's And that's terrible. And honestly, that makes me believe that a lot of that 300 yards was in garbage time because the score is 38 to 3. So they were probably down by three scores and he's trying to bring them back and it just wasn't working. Right. But my third and final loser, man, the Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams, how do you lose when Cooper Rush, Mr. Cooper Rush, that I love, because like I said, last week, a lot of people need to watch Cooper Rush highlights. How he protects the ball is tremendous, but he threw for 106 yards. That is not supposed to be that funny, but I saw that stat line and I said, my boy, they need to put me on the center. We at least getting 200. I, I don't see how you lose to a guy that throws 
102 yards on 16 attempts. You got you got defense wins championships. That's the only thing. Yeah. That defense that is defense. magical right now. That defense can't do no wrong. They he can't. ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is not turn the ball over. You're going to win. Yeah. And, and, Kurt, I know you mentioned Seattle was also a loser because they had to get home against that Saints team. I truly believe the same. You lose to a tight end that's playing quarterback, you've got to get home on that. Alex, who do you have as a as an L taker this week, man? Man, I almost want to give it to my commanders, but you guys said last episode that, you know, I mean, y'all called it. Y'all called it right on the head. Y'all said that they was going to run it through Derrick Henry. I mean, that's exactly what they did, but he really wasn't Derrick Henry, 26 for 102. Like, that's not – that's not what a bad you would game. expect, you know? That's not what you would expect. That's not a bad game. not a bad game. That's not, bro. It's not a bad game, but I get what Alex is saying. That's not Derek it's Henry not that running you know. Out the, yeah, it's not running yeah. us out the building, you know? And, yeah. you know, Derek uh, – not Derek. Carson Wentz, 25 for 38, 359 yards. Like, that's – it's like one – it's as a Commanders fan, you know, you don't really know what happened. You know, you're just looking at the game. The run game was non-existent. That's one thing that didn't happen. Nine of 22 from Robinson. Like, come on, bro. Do something for us. That's like two yards a carry. Um, I'm sorry. You got to give him his flowers, man. The man came back from getting shot. So, so him, his, first, yeah. his, first game, his, his first game as a rookie, I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a pass. I mean, that, that's fair, but as the great Shannon Sharp would say, if you're going to get on the field, you got, you're, you're good enough to play. Right. As a fan, like, if, you, if you're not ready to play, then don't suit up. But if you're ready to play, I know you You got to give us something more than two yards of carry, man. That's all I'm saying. So, I want to give Carson Wentz a trophy for being good. I want to give us a trophy for – well, I want to take away our trophy for not being good. McLaurin, five for 76. Brown, uh, two receptions, 105 yards. Like, come on. We, we got something going here. Some days. Just got to have faith, guys. We don't have faith. I don't have faith in my guys. But, you want to know, know why I feel like – y'all? you want to know why I feel like y'all lost that game? Y'all ain't give y'all running backs enough chances, man. Y'all, y'all need to at least have 15 carries for one of your backs. Y'all came – y'all – it was predictable at a certain point. They knew you was going to throw the ball. You got, he only got nine carries. Your best back got nine carries. He got to get 15. Yeah, I think even if you do throw Carson Wentz into a new system – and you want to talk about how, you know, he got ran over a bus by a head coach this week. Uh, you also don't give him any shot when you, you only run the ball 12 times. Exactly. You only ran the ball 12 times. That's what I was going to mention. That's a, that's a valid point, Reese. I was going to mention that. I mean, how can – what? where does that fall – when does that fall on the – when does that fall on the uh, the the play caller? I mean, the OC has to mix it up. The OC has to at least do something to where, okay, he's not throwing the ball that well, which he kind of did. He threw the ball pretty well. I mean, yeah. we got to give him a running game. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Henry, who'd you have as your loser this week, man? Ah, oh, man, this was a really bad week for football uh, for the Washington Commanders. And here's why. Here's why. Um, and I, I have to really, really drive this point home. As 
as a coach, as a head coach, the one thing you do not do, you do not trash your quarterback. Your job is in the You have hired coaches to trash this guy if you need to. Trashing the quarterback is the OC's job, in my opinion. Maybe because I've been OC and maybe because I've had to trash a few quarterbacks, but it was the head coach's job who coddled the quarterback and made him feel good. And some people say that's reverse. Well, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And here's why I don't think so. Because even if we're, even if it is the role of the OC to trash the quarterback and the head coach to coddle him or vice versa, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, we're trashing a guy who's not playing bad football. Can anybody right now tell me Ron Rivera is a defensive head coach? Can anybody tell me their defensive ranking for the Washington Commanders this week? It's got to be, I don't know. It's gotta yes, be, no, no, don't look it up. Don't, hey, don't, uh, don't. Uh, this week? 29. 29, Reese. Go ahead. Go ahead. 25. I gave him 30, honestly, 30. From what I said, they 30. Kurt is hit it on the head. Their defensive ranking this week is 30. You know what it was last week before Ron Rivera made the comment about his quarterback's play? It was 26th. So you are talking about a defensive head coach who has a historically bad defense <laughs> on the field right now. Can mm-hmm. anybody tell me where Carson Wentz ranks in quarterback play this season today? Can anybody tell me? He's probably, I give him probably top 10. I, honestly, yeah, yeah, he hasn't eight, had any. Number, I give him the number eight slot. Carson Wentz is a top five quarterback in the National Football League right now. Carson Wentz, is th- Carson Wentz is throwing the football at sixty-two percent completion, sixty-three to be to be more uh, to be more accurate because it's sixty-two point nine percent. He has got thirteen hundred and ninety yards on two hundred and seventy-eight yards per game. He's got ten touchdowns to six interceptions. And you want to know the real kicker to all of this? He has been sacked. 20 times. Do you know how many teams have more sacks than him in the NFL right now Probably on two. their quarterback? Only two other teams. And yeah. those two teams are tied the for Bengals. 21 sacks apiece. Gotta so be we cannot have a conversation about the success or failure of this organization and blame it on the quarterback. The defense is not stepping up. You've got at least three first-round picks on that defensive line. You've got a first-rounder at your linebacker spot, and you've got a gambit of defensive backs who know how to play football. Do not blame Carson Wentz. This is, goes back to exactly what I said last year. This goes back to what I've been telling you, Kurt, and what I've been telling you, Derice. Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback. What's unfortunate about Carson Wentz's situation is he's not playing football like he was in Philly, and that's because he has not been handed the keys in any organization he's been at since he was in Philly. When he was in Philly, he was given the keys, and he's been able to show his offensive ability. When he got to the Colts, the Colts had a running back. When he got to uh, when he got to Washington, he was the best option of trash quarterbacks that were out there. We're blaming Carson Wentz for something that's not his fault. That organization is bad. I'm not going to, I, it sucks because that head coach, man, if I was Carson Wentz, man, y'all either got to choose me or, or, or Ron Rivera. And right now Carson has the grounds to say that because Ron is on the hot seat. Ron is on the hot seat. Ain't no question about it. Let's be real. Ron is on the hot seat. I think they'll give Ron another year or two. I, they I, can't. Don't, I don't see him. I, yeah, I, see, yeah. I see Ron. I see Ron as the next five to go. He's in the, he's on the list of next five head coaches to get, get, get up out of here. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the top three. And yeah, I feel like Wentz, 
Wentz played so much better in Philly because it wasn't pressure on him. His defense stepped up. He had a great defense. He's got, a better, he's got a better defense in Washington. I disagree. He's supposed to. He's supposed to. Name-wise, draft pick-wise, roster-wise, he's supposed to have a better defense. They look good on paper. On paper, yeah, they look great on paper. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. They doing Carson Wentz dirty. They're trying to find a scapegoat. Ron Rivera's trying to keep that job. And to be honest with you, bro, Ron has already dug himself in a hole that I don't think he's going to be able to get out of, guys. I think it's an organizational thing. I mean, we all know what's going on with the organization. It's tough to win games in any any, that kind of environment. But at some point, you got to play football. You got to win games. I do hold Ron Rivera more accountable for losing games than I do hold Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz is out there doing the best that he can after whatever half a half off season and, you know, not really knowing. The off, I mean, at the end of the day, the blame doesn't go on. I mean, it does because we all know football. Who Who's the blame usually go on when you win or lose? It goes on quarterback. For sure. But in this particular uh, scenario, I, I got to give it to Ron Rivera. It's, it's all on him, man. The whole team as a unit is playing bad. Period. Point blank. Period. And, and the best part of the team is actually Carson Wentz. Like right. looking at it, like he's right. actually right of the team. So if you, if you look at if you look at the stats of that roster, Carson Wentz, and and this is the thing that bothers me. I can't say that this is an argument that I've created. I heard Alex Smith make this mention. Alex Smith spoke about it, and he was really disappointed in Ron Rivera. Alex Smith said, this is something you do not do if you're still trying to fight for ball games. This isn't week 13, guys. Yeah. This isn't week 15, guys. This is week five. Right. We still have more ball games to play. We're literally right. just coming up on the first third of the season. So if we really wanted to make a turn, if we wanted to make a fighting chance, we could do so. But when you as a head coach start spewing all this type of negative press and negative media, negative verbiage on your quarterback and then try to redact the the conversation or the comments that you've made about him and then say, oh, we've had conversations in public. I think we're moving in the right direction. There is no direction to move in. You have lost this organization because you've let it be known that you're not only willing to trash the quarterback, you're going to trash anybody else on this team who doesn't start playing well, and that's how you lose players. That's how guys disconnect from you. Like that's I, that's I crazy. Think, that's I think point. I think we're talking about them, and they, and we're like, oh, they're supposed to win game. I really think they're trying to tank. Like that's just my that's just my opinion. I really think the Commanders are in tanking season at this point. Like, thank you, I oh, man. They brought Carson Wentz in to make it look like, oh, we're going to try to win some games. But they need to to win drafting a quarterback in this class. This is one of the the, the the strongest, deepest quarterback classes in the last few seasons. Yes, they said said there was three to four quarterbacks in this class that would have been arguably the number one quarterback in last year's class. You got Will Levis from Kentucky. You got Bryce. You got C.J. Stroud. You even have the kid from Florida they said is, is a second-round pick. They got a kid from um, Tennessee that they said is shooting up draft boards. They have like five or six quarterbacks that they're projecting. To so so at but, some point as a head coach, you got to be like, where do we stand? Like we're one in, one in five or one in four. Like, four. Like, like we're gonna, all right. This is what we're gonna do. Like we're gonna, I'm gonna trash talk him. You know, I'm because he hasn't been playing good enough to say. What are you talking about, Ron? No one's gonna look at Ron and be like, 
Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. History, based on his history, he's got a point. Yeah, they're not. We're not looking at. We're not looking at Carson Wentz talking about. Carson Wentz is playing the best football of his career. No, he's not. He's not. Technically, he is. He's close to it. He's close to it. If we're going by numbers, he's If we're going by numbers, Henry's just saying a top five quarterback. And that's what Reese and I are saying. I truly, I have to see the stat that makes him top five. Is it yardage? Is it touchdowns? Is it QBR? Because if this is Carson Wentz's best career season since that MVP, almost MVP season he had when he tore his ACL, that's saying a lot, bro. Because we saw what Carson Wentz did for y'all last year, Kurt. Carson Wentz, in my opinion, looked better last year, like efficiency-wise, than he does this season. No. We almost had you guys in the playoffs. I, I think I think Carson Wentz doesn't look as good. I think he doesn't look as good to the naked eye because they're losing games. If you take the L, regardless of what the stat line is, it's not going to look good. No. If Russ was winning games, we wouldn't say he look as trash as he do. He's not winning games. Right. He, he's only had so far. He's only had two games of rating over a hundred. His worst game was his worst game was versus the Cowboys. He threw two picks. His rating was at fifty six point six. He's. You could say. You could say that his his uh completion rating his completion rating is pretty decent. He's had three games of sixty five percent, and his yardage is up there. It's, I mean, he's had three games over three hundred yards, but nothing really pops out the screen to you, especially when the fact when you throw in the fact that he's thrown for six interceptions already. Which so he's, he's not playing. Right, so okay. So here we go. So name me other quarterbacks that are doing that. Name me. You can name quarterbacks that are worse and better. Of course you can, but that's my point. Right. He's not playing. He's not playing to say you. You're not throwing. You're you're questioning right now if he's even in the top ten of the quarterbacks in the league. No, you're not. No, no. you're not because, he's, he's because, because his passing yards. His passing yards say that. Here's here's what I want to do. Right. Here's a, just a projection. Let's just say right now he's averaging 278 yards per game. Right. He's averaging that right now. Let's say he does that the rest of the year. Okay. 278 times the 12 games he still has left on roster would mean that if he does that consistently for the next 12 games, he would throw for 3,336 passing yards plus the 1390 he has right now that puts him at almost 4,700 passing yards. We know that's not realistic, but the way he's on pace, he would be playing better this season than he would have ever played in any season of his career. And so my point being, if you're an organization who brings in a quarterback, you know you haven't been winning ball games and you also haven't had head coaching transition. You cannot convince me that Ron Rivera is trying to tank because tanking for him equals losing his job. Ron Rivera is not willing to lose his job to get the, the number one or the number two quarterback in that draft. You cannot convince me that right now Ron is in a position where, okay, I'm going to tank. Okay, I'm going to be back next year. You cannot guarantee, he can't guarantee he's coming back next year. Okay. So I'm no, he cannot. Okay. I think okay. he can. Off my opinion, I think he okay. can because you got to understand the state of the organization. They don't even know now. If you're saying they're going to kick Daniel Schneider out, they're going to make him sell the team. Oh yeah, he's definitely in the hot hot seat. Well, Daniel Schneider possibly owning the team still. He's not. He's not getting rid of Robert. Okay. So, so I have I have a couple a couple retorts to what you mentioned, Henry, about. First off, you mentioned Carson Wentz is playing like a top 10 quarterback. And then you also mentioned 
about how he's playing in terms of like record. Kurt, that's what you mentioned. If he was winning games, you wouldn't say he's playing well. So I have a I have a question for you guys, and I want to I want to read you guys some numbers. So this quarterback has 1,355 passing yards on the season, 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, but they're one and four. Do you guys consider that a good season? Jared Goff is having a good year. Jared Goff also has one of the top offenses in football. They're just not winning ball games. That's, That's just not I'm a good team. That's what I'm saying. I but it's not like, his fault. I feel like Jared Goff is – that's a good season while losing games, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying, Henry. Jared Goff is having a good season right. while losing games. Well, so is Carson Wentz then. I, I, look, okay, and, and Henry mentioned he's a top-10 quarterback. I'm going to just read you guys off 10 quarterbacks. Honestly, I can go further than 10, but I'm not even going to do that to you guys. I'm going to give you guys a few names that I feel like is having a better season than Carson Wentz, who I would take over Carson Wentz today. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and last but not least, Geno Smith. Oh, those are debates. You're not taking Geno Smith. You're You're not not taking taking Geno Carson Wentz. I know you, Darius. That's so cap. You're not taking Kirk Cousins. You're not taking Geno Smith. Stop the I want to say Kirk Cousins don't even need to be there. Can I give you guys? Can I give you guys those 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 guys stats? The record. Okay. Hey, let me hear. Geno Smith is two and three with a a team that, in my opinion, is worse than the football team. Significantly worse on offense. The only receiver that the that the the Seahawks have is DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett is in and out the lineup. Tyler Lockett has been hurt parts of this season. Carson Wentz has Curtis Samuel. Carson Wentz has Terry McLaurin. Carson Wentz has uh, another kid that they drafted. Brown. Like, his name Brown. Right Brown. Who, who else? Did, yeah. what, what's the guy y'all drafted from Penn State? Reese, I can't think of his name right now. He's on my fantasy team. That's what's beating me up. I can't think about it. Logan Thomas, the tight end. That offense is a lot more deep than the Seattle Seahawks offense. But Geno Smith has him two and three. He's completing 75.2% of his passes, 1,305 yards, nine touchdowns to two interceptions. He's so, averaging 261 yards a game. All right. I got a question for you. Okay. How many times has Geno Smith been sacked? Thank you. That's exactly what How many I'm times has Geno Smith been sacked? How many times has Carson, Carson Wentz been sacked? Carson Wentz been sacked 20 plus times. You're, you're, that offensive gonna be, line is night and day. You're going to be surprised at that stat. I don't know if you should look it up. Bro, Geno Smith has been sacked nine times. Nine times. My point is exactly. I didn't even mention I didn't even mention Joe Burrow in that in that top ten that I would take over him as yeah, well. I heard you say okay. You guys also mentioned Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has the Minnesota Vikings at four and one, completing sixty six point two percent of his passes, one thousand three hundred twenty seven yards, seven touchdowns, and five picks. But he listen, also has a top five. He also has a top five receiver in football. He also has him only. He's only been sacked eight times. You're talking about the the biggest factor that any offense needs. Those it's trenches. great to have all of these weapons, but the offensive line is trash. And so if we're going to talk about, if I'm Ron Rivera, hey, what is one thing that your team doesn't have that other teams have? An offensive line. We uh, are missing an old line. line. So Henry, so That's so why you can't run the football. So That's Henry. why these backs that y'all have don't go anywhere because you can't run the football. So Henry, you're telling me every time a quarterback gets sacked, it is all it is 100 percent offensive no, line. No, that's that's not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not okay. saying it's 100 okay. percent his fault. Okay, but well, anytime my... a quarterback has been sacked, 
20 times in the first five weeks of football. You gotta you know look at the quarterback. You gotta look at the quarterback. Is no. he getting rid of the ball? But Carson Wentz is not one of those running quarterbacks that's popping out the pocket every play. To be honest, I don't know about that. I don't. I. I, I can't blame you gotta that. Actually, watch the game, you can think about. Think about this. Matt Ryan has been sacked the most in the NFL this season at 21 times. And, Kurt, y'all have one of the best offensive lines in football. So, like Reese and I are saying, it is not always on the offensive line. It is probably 50-50 shot that says some of it's on the quarterback for holding the ball too long, which we've also seen. That's Joe Burrow's reason for getting sacked a lot. He also does not have a good O-line, but he sometimes holds the ball too long. That is another thing that Carson Wentz has been has – been Claim, they claim that Carson Wentz does. He holds the ball too long. He gets sacked. I'm I'm sorry. I I do not see Carson Wentz as a top ten quarterback. His stats are nice, but they're not winning enough games. That and and I mean he's turning the ball over too much. Six interceptions that puts him tied for third in the league. He's up there with Matt Stafford. Does, is anybody thinking Matt Stafford's having a tremendous season this year when he's leading the league in interceptions? I'm sorry, but I don't. I know Kirk Cousins is up there right with him, as well as Joe Burrow, but I mean their records are significantly better than his. Oh, y'all are I'm just I'm so confused, right? Because y'all y'all are talking about this guy as if he is a hundred so are y'all saying that if there's a hundred percent, are y'all saying that Carson Wentz makes up a significant amount of why that team is bad, like 60, 70, 80% of why that no. team is bad. Okay. I really think we just got the wrong coach in there. I agree with you, Henry. I really think we I need I think we need an offensive minded coach. I think you said this right. in episode two. If you're gonna win in this league, you gotta have an offensive coach. Uh Bruce Arians boy. That's why Bill Belichick is on his way out. These guys are preaching defense to an offensive minded league. So I think we need a new I think we need a new coach. I don't really understand why we ever picked up Ron Rivera. Other than the reason that he was there when Cam Newton had that MVP year. That's the only reason I can think of, honestly. Right. And so I completely agree with you, Alex, and I thank you for that point. And so with that being said, if we know that the team is not built around offensive success, how are we blaming the most offensive, like, driven position that it's their fault. We can't blame Carson Wentz for this. Like Carson Wentz, y'all, we're really having a conversation of, oh, well, because he's got, he's top five in yards. Like, no, Carson Wentz's numbers aren't bad. There are quarterbacks that you said, Darius, you would take that have more interceptions than this guy. Like, so let's not, we, let's not do that. What we can say is, I don't, my bad. It was only one quarterback, and it, it was it was it was it was Kirk Cousins, and I was because of his record and because of his efficiency with what he's doing. I don't really think I'm blaming Carson Wentz for the losses. I'm not blaming Carson Wentz for the losses. It's the whole team as a unit. That's, that's, let's get that on the show. Like I'm not blaming Carson Wentz, but I'm blaming Carson Wentz. That <laughs> offense has entirely too much talent for them to not be better than one and four. I'm sorry. It, it's it's no reason. It's, it's, it's no reason. Other than the quarterback, just like I'm blaming, it's like I'm blaming Baker Mayfield. It's Baker Mayfield's fault that the that that the Carolina Panthers are bad. That team has too much talent on that offense for them to be one and four. I'm sorry. Wait, how do you say? But the the no, the Panthers don't have it. They supposed to be one and four. So, so an offense with with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Christian McCaffrey. 
Pro Bowl level players are supposed to be one and four. And how is their offensive line? Why do you? If they were supposed to be one and four, they would have never. Their offensive line has two first rounds on it. They would have never fired Matt Rule. They were supposed to be one and four. Nah, they weren't supposed to. I don't care who you put on that Panthers team. That Panthers team is bad all around. They actually, they actually don't have that bad of an offensive line. And we're talking about sacks. Baker Mayfield has been sacked 15 times versus the middle of the pack. That's about three a game. Bro, so you're telling me, you're telling me that y'all are comfortable with knowing that there are some guys out there who've been sacked more than two or three times a game. Because, I mean, technically, Carson Wentz has been sacked four times every game this year. Yeah. But you're, getting, so, but you're also taking it out. Of, you're looking at a number, and you're like, oh, well, it's 20 times. No, I'm not, I'm not looking at a number, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to understand the story behind the numbers. And the story behind the numbers say that even if Carson Wentz is responsible for 50% of those sacks himself, he's still sacked more times than more than half of the quarterbacks in his league. If he's responsible himself for 10 sacks, there are nine players on this list who have less than those sacks. <laughs> hey, look, you can't. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just I I can't like, see myself blaming Carson Wentz. Like, am I wrong? Like, somebody tell me. Maybe I'm tweaking out. Let me, maybe I'm tweaking out. Josh Allen, eight sacks. Herbert, five sacks. Brady, seven sacks. Pat, tw- eight sacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 11 sacks. Golf, seven sacks. Cousins, eight sacks. Burrow, 18 sacks. Gino, nine sacks. You got to also think about he had one game where he was sacked like eight times. That's crazy, too. That's crazy. And so with that that one game, so he he messed up. He messed up eight times. He messed up that many times in one game. You was his fault eight times is what you're telling me. So he's the reason behind eight sacks in one game. The O-line ain't got nothing to do with it. Go back and watch that Cowboy game. I'm trying to tell you. He manufactured more than half them sacks. Yes, it is. A, I'm, yes. Gonna go, I'm gonna go watch that yes, game. Go please. Look at his stats. You don't even have to watch it. Look at, his, look at his stats. He was okay. So you guys are okay. So Henry, how many? You said he's he's been sacked twenty times. Twenty times this season. He's been sacked twenty times this season. If, if we take out the nine sacks that he had against Philly, which is one of the losses they had, he's wow. still one in three, and he's been sacked eleven times. So, at that point, what are we saying then? Is it is it not on Carson? Because the other the other games he was sacked five times against Detroit and, and nine times against Philly. That's fourteen sacks in two games. So we take those out. It's only it's only six wait, sacks. Wait, but how guys, many sacks did he get against guys, the I think I think I like, we might be like missing the initial point though. It's like thank you, Kurt. You still can't blame Carson Wentz for a one and four record with the stats that he got. Right. Like I said, we're not. I, I'm not blaming him. I'm not. But. To honestly say that he's playing some of the best football of his career, he's top ten quarterback in the league, is a hoax. It's not a hoax. How many games have we seen Carson play? We haven't seen Carson play a lot. Yes, we have. What are you talking about? What do you mean he hasn't played? What do you mean he's only missed one season his entire career? Listen, we haven't seen Carson play good football a lot. That's this is what I'm saying. We haven't. Look, maybe I'm, this is maybe this I'm is the best football I've seen from Carson Wentz since he was battling with Nick hey, Foles. To be honest with you, bro, yeah, thank you, oh, thank you, I'm, thank you. But but that's what I'm saying. He was at an MVP caliber level, and this is borderline average start. Okay, this is 
I know Reese isn't blaming Carson Wentz, but I am, and I will stand on his hill by myself. And this is what I will say, and if you guys want to retort it, you can. If you guys want to transition to the shock of the week, we can. But I wholeheartedly feel if Jimmy Garoppolo was on that Washington Commanders team leading that offense, that offense would be better. Because I 100% feel like the 49ers offense has less weapons than the Washington Commanders offense has. Jimmy Garoppolo has a average to below average offense at two and one in his three starts. The offensive lines are the same. Like we mentioned, Trent Williams is a good offensive lineman, but they have Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff is on that offensive line for the Washington Commanders. He's a pro bowler, just like Trent Williams is. They both have uh, one pro bowler, one pro he's bowler. Not on the he's not Sheriff, Sheriff's not Sheriff, on the Commanders. Sheriff's on the Jaguars Commanders now. Yeah, so, it's with the Jaguars. Okay, he's with the Jags. So who's that? Who's the uh, the Pro Bowl offensive lineman y'all have? My bad, Reese. You know that shows how much no, I play for the Redskins. Norwell is the most talented um, offensive lineman, but he's about average and he stays hurt. Okay, so li- listen. Okay, well, even saying. then, even then, I truly feel if a guy like Jimmy Grappolo was on that was was the the quarterback behind that offense, I truly feel like he would be able to maneuver the offense to better than one and four. Hey, Darius, can you tell me who has a better offensive lineman between uh, who has a better offensive line between the 49ers and the Redskins? I would say it's probably probably close. No, it's, it, I would say it's going to be the 49ers, other than the fact that Trent Williams because of Trent Williams. That's Trent it. Williams was hurt. That's not it. But but Trent Williams is always hurt. That's the issue. Listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let my piece go. Y'all know I really messed you. I, I messed y'all head up with that one point, Kurt. I appreciate you, because Kurt. When Kurt, when I hit that, when I dropped that that dime on y'all boys, everybody was like, "Oh, well, that's a that's a good point, <laughs> right?" But well, this is what I say. This is what I say. I think Ron Rivera has put his mouth on Carson Wentz, and that's just a figure of speech, folks. Uh, last time I was on the show, I had to say pause because I said something real wild. <laughs> this is just a figure of speech that old people say. I can tell you this. I think Ron Rivera may have spoken too soon about Carson Wentz. And I would not be surprised. I don't think Carson is going to go for the 4,700 that I just said he could potentially go for if he's consistent. But I do think that if Carson is a starting quarterback all the way through the season, I think Carson is a 4,000-yard passer. I think Carson is 3-1 to one touchdowns to interceptions. I think he writes the ship, even if that organization doesn't win as many ballgames games as y'all would like to see Carson is playing some really good football it's just unfortunate because he's getting the bad end of the stick because that organization like recent uh Alex have said is in shambles and also because they're looking for a scapegoat because people don't want to get fired for doing bad jobs at coaching football he's doing a bad job at coaching football around Rivera and I think right now it's time for us to see a change at the head spot not the quarterback spot so mm. I would personally just like to see a full re- a full rebuild of the Washington Commanders. Um, Carson Wentz is trying to prove himself, guys. I mean, he's trying to get like uh, him saying he's trying to get another job because he doesn't. This could have been his last stop with us. If he doesn't perform well this season, I mean, we could look at the next season without Carson Wentz in it. Um, he's so he's not gonna performing try to get bad enough to like. Is he performing bad enough to let him go and take the chance with the market? Or the rookie? Like, yeah, or the rookie. He's not performing bad enough for you to just say, let's get rid of Carson Wentz. 
I would. But in the same, but in the same breath, this is probably as big as we're gonna get, though. This is this is this is going to be our land, bro. We're not better than the Eagles. We are not better than the Cowboys. We are not better than the Giants. That's with Carson Wentz or a rookie. We're not better than any of those teams I just named in our division. So I think it's incumbent upon us if we want to be better, not just next year, but increments, five years, ten years. If we want to actually have a name for ourselves, we don't want to just be the burgundy team, the the commanders. We want to have a command of something. We need to get a rookie, and we need to start fresh like the Jets did. They got Zach Wilson now. They got a good team. They got Brees Hall. Um, like the Kansas City Chiefs did a few years ago with uh, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. These are younger guys. We're not going to get anywhere fast with a gunslinger. That's what Carson Wentz is. He's a gunslinger. He's not a scrambler. Um, he's not that much of a runner. He's been hurt a lot of times in his, his career. We need to start fresh. We need a fresh start. I don't care what the record is. I don't care if we draft Bryce Young and we go 0 of 18 because – we need new blood. We need new blood. We need a new quarterback. We need a new coach. It's both their faults, in my opinion. That's easy enough right there. It's everybody's fault. Throw the whole team away, man. I'm sick of this, man. That's terrible. Well, we, we literally spent 20 to 25 minutes arguing about Carson Wentz. Would have thought <laughs> that. I'm not even saying <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm look, I'm one of the people that do not think Carson Wentz is that great of a quarterback. And honestly, that takes me right into another guy I don't think is that great of a quarterback any longer. Baker Mayfield. This is my shock of the week. Baker Mayfield being quote unquote hurt and getting another co- coach fired. This will be his fifth coach in six seasons, they mentioned. Uh Matt Rule, yes, like you guys heard. Matt Rule has been relieved of his duties as the Carolina Panthers head coach. He was the coach for three seasons, and he had a record of 11 and 27 in those three seasons. One season, five and 11. One season, five and 12. Another season of one and four starting. He didn't even get to make it to the end of the season. So I just kind of want you guys' opinion on that. What what, what do you guys think about Matt Rule as as a potential going into college coach, well, going into college to coach and as a NFL, former NFL coach. Uh, I'll start I, with you. Go ahead, Kurt. Oh, yeah. To be honest with you, I for that, I don't think the NFL is for everybody. I don't think it's, I don't think he, what he's trying to accomplish in the NFL will work. I think he need to take his 30, 40 million or whatever he got and go enjoy enjoy his family and let coaching go. He's going to get that for like the next, what, 48 months, whatever it is, the next two years, however it is. He's going to get damn near a million dollars for the for each month, <laughs> you know, until they pay him up for like the next two years or something. Just go enjoy your family, dog. Go do something that Snoop Dogg did. Go start a high school team or something. Like, just let it go. Because the NFL, wherever wherever you go, Whatever you're doing in Carolina will not work anywhere. So your best bet, go to the MEAC. Go go to the SWAC. Go out there with go out there with Prime. Like go that might work out there. You know. <laughs> go do something, but just, you know what? Go do Pee-wee. Just leave football, just leave regular organized NFL and college football alone. Cause that might be the worst coach I think I've ever laid eyes on. Worse than Hugh Jackson? 
they on the stand the same boat. I don't, hey, look, that's that's like they on the same boat. That's why like, I say what y'all want. Low key, I rock with Hugh though. He was my dog. Hey, <laughs> hey, Hugh knew that was bad. He used to get on there and be like, hey, I don't even know what to tell y'all, boy. For real. <laughs> we just out here. Hey, Hugh used to get on there and be like, yeah, we all just out here catching checks. We just really hoping that nobody lose their job to the end of the year. Be like, he was my dog. Yeah, they on they on the same ship, my boy. Reese, what you what you think about Mr. Rule leaving the, the great Carolinas? I think it was about time. But then again, I don't think much about Carolina. They I mean they haven't been good since what you want to say, Cam Newton was there, maybe Rod Vera was there. They had a slew of weapons, but um the stat line that you just gave, two went two seasons of five wins and one and four this season, yeah, he didn't deserve to he didn't deserve to make it through this season, and I don't think he will be back as a head coach in the NFL, you know. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see what he does in a collegiate field. I don't know. Henry, what you what you what you got for Mister Matt? I wasn't sold on that rule when they brought him out of what Baylor, right? I wasn't sold yeah. on him. Yeah, he Can was. Yeah, I wasn't sold on him. I think they were trying to be innovative, and so they went after somebody. Most teams are trying to adopt this Sean McVay, this uh, this like uh, Cliff Kingsbury esque type of organization. I think Alex says something that's very uh, very accurate. This is an offensive league. And so people are looking for offensive head coaches. And most of the time you get really good offense in college. And they think that that transitions over to the league. When you're dealing with grown men with families who are making millions of dollars to play this game, it's a little bit different than the bright eyed, bushy tailed, ambitious college kid that you've got who's 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. I think it's a little bit different. I, you can't guarantee me, just the, the way the organization was looking, the way ball games were being played, that the players had bought into Matt Rule as a head coach. And so I think organizationally, if you don't bring in some uh, bring in a guy that people can buy into, especially at your head coach, they're not going to win games. I mean, you have to have moxie at your offense and defensive coordinator that supersedes the talent of your head coach. I coached on a team like that where, you know, the head coach had no no skill whatsoever, but he had a daggone good OC, he had a daggone good off, uh, defensive coach, and we were able to galvanize kids to be able to play and win games, and that's why we were so successful. Um, but that is also at the college level, you know what I'm saying? So you got to see it be done. In the NFL, it's about head coaches and quarterbacks. That's what it's about in the NFL. It's head coaches and quarterbacks. That's why head coaches get paid so much money. That's why quarterbacks get paid even more. It's about head coaches and quarterbacks. And the quarterback position is really slack out in Carolina. And so you got to have a really good head coach. And they didn't have a really good head coach. And so that's just kind of where we were at. So one question. And this is not about Matt Rule, because we all have the same opinion on Matt. Like he should have been gone a season ago. Shouldn't even been here this season. But I do have a question. Why did they bring in Baker Mayfield? What exactly what he's going to do that Sam Darnold couldn't? Mm, that's a good question. I, that, they, they just wanted a quarterback carousel. They just like let's let's have three decent quarterbacks and let's see what they do. Let's juggle them here. I got I got one answer for you. It's all about ticket sales. That was a business move. 
Yeah. That'll be something to get yeah. through the media to ramp it up. We can up our yeah. ticket sales. We know we're going to be shit this year. So we're going to make money at the beginning of the season before we got to right. snip, snip on somebody, before somebody to see what we really got. Because I, I guarantee you that first game when they played Cleveland, those mm-hmm. tickets was out the Watusi. You hear me? Kurt, that was I all was the money did. Say that. I look, I was looking at trying to get tickets for that game, Kurt, because you know I kind of live up in this area. Man, the cheap seats were like $350. Nosebleeds is 400 for that game. For the Panthers. For the Panthers. Like, come on, man. This, this that was a money move. Can. That's all it was. But they're playing Cleveland. And, and it wasn't Desha- – it's not like it's Cam versus Deshaun. It was right. Baker Mayfield versus, like, Jacoby Brissett. Right. Like, Jacoby Brissett. But, Alex, that's what that was, that was a business move. I, I agree. About the Panthers, though, a, a player I like on the Panthers, and I hope he does well with his opportunity, is P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker, I mean, he's, he's an athletic guy. He's, you know, he's a scrambler. I just – I hope he takes he, – he had an opportunity one time. He played pretty decent with it. I think he take. I hope he takes this next opportunity and, and uh, kind of puts himself on a different level. Hey, I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. Um, that Cowboys team is going to look – I mean, that uh, Panthers team is going to look real different. And I think that some of those guys are heading out to the Cowboys. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised you don't see Robbie Anderson head to the Cowboys. I think um, – What he said? I hope McCaffrey gets out of there. I know you yeah, no, McCaffrey, you know what I think? I, I wouldn't be surprised if McCaffrey don't end up in uh, San Francisco, either San Francisco or L.A. But he's on a Hey, listen, those are the two teams. Listen, I haven't read any article. This is hot off Henry's press. Henry was <laughs> sitting right here. This is your favorite OC saying it. If Christian McCaffrey end up on the San Francisco 49ers or the Los Angeles Rams, ESPN call your boy. Look, I've, I've also heard, and I also think another good one would be Buffalo. Buffalo for Christian McCaffrey. They need a running back. They don't need no more weapons. And mm, I just, I just don't see what Buffalo could get rid of. You know what I'm saying? When you start thinking about what you could trade, I don't think Buffalo is going to. Buffalo's a good team because they built that team through the draft, and they know that they have an identity of building and developing football players. That's kind of been their thing. They draft guys, they develop guys. The, the the most recent signing that I I remember them getting besides Von Miller is getting Stefan Diggs in the trade, right? Like everybody else is kind of like not as significant of an impact player as those two players are, you know? And so I think everybody else is typically homegrown and I think they're going to maintain that philosophy. I can't see them emptying three, four potential picks for a Christian McCaffrey, because you know that's going to be the dollar sign. You're not trading your first round pick. So now that means it's got to be a second and a third and something next year. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's doing that for Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to be honest with you. Very few teams will do that. And it would have to be teams with equity. And right now I think there are certain teams out there that have some, some draft equity that they can play with. So. The, DJ Moore as well. He's, he's wasting talent, man. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. DJ Moore is going to be on that team. The, the only reason I said a team like Buffalo, bro, and that's because, like you mentioned, with them having a guy like Josh Allen, they know they're going to be in the playoffs for the next decade. So draft picks are going to be bottom, mid-20s, low-20s, maybe even 30s if they get a Super Bowl. So that's why I was thinking them, but that wouldn't be bad. 
I wouldn't mind seeing him with the Rams. I, I, oh man, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey. Oh man, you talking about that's gonna be like if you would have put. Man, I mean, listen. I, I think that I mean, is good to be true, though. I don't know if they, I don't know if they will slide. I think him going somewhere like a younger team that's on the rise, like Jacksonville, wouldn't be a shocker to me. If he gets into Jacksonville, even the Jets, like y'all, the Jets would take let some shit go for him to go nah, to the Jets, bro. I can't, I can't, I can't see. I don't. I Salah is a defensive head coach. He's a he's a defensive head coach too. I don't think he sees right. value in offensive players. McCaffrey, the same way McCaffrey bro, like. I don't think if he lands in Jacksonville or the New York Jets, I would not be shocked. Jacksonville would be a good place for him right now. No, I don't think so. I don't think James will get it done for them. I think they'll be ready to move him soon. But you got Travis Etienne, and so Travis Etienne is Christian McCaffrey, just younger and healthier. But you got uh, healthier. You limp into you limp into the He missed all last year with the with a broken foot. I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was a list Frank injury. And then he started this season on uh on IR. He didn't play in the preseason. Played week one, was questionable week two, came back. I mean, yo. Are y'all literally try, are y'all literally trying to compare one season of injuries to the three seasons that Christian McCaffrey has been hurt? Well, I mean, but McCaffrey, but if he goes to these teams, he doesn't have to be that source that much. You don't have to use him as much. Hey, if you know, if hey, he go to Jacksonville, you don't. Have, he don't have to get thirty catches and fourteen receptions. He ain't got to do that. But listen to what well, I'm check saying. Me out. If okay. in order for you to have a Christian McCaffrey on your team, you're gonna have to trade enough that the value of at the value you trade for him has to match his production. So you I gotta give him 14 carries. I have a suggestion for that. What if you you can find a sucker every day? You think they'll take Ezekiel Elliott? Hey, if they said hey, if they said McCaffrey, you can find if they said McCaffrey to Dallas. If they said if they said McCaffrey to Dallas for Ezekiel Elliott, boy, the boy is up. I'm a Dallas fan, then. I'm gonna watch the games. I'm gonna watch the game. They're gonna they, listen. That's what they. Not bad. Listen, I like that. That's not that bad. Dope. Because I mean, that's pretty equitable. I mean, they're both on pretty yeah. contracts. Yeah, Dallas needs another weapon in general. I do feel like they need a receiver more than a running back. But if you can sure. get him for Zeke, he's I, a good receiver compliment. How about to say he, he's he's a combo, so yeah. he can do either or. That's a good one. Another team, I th- maybe maybe a team like Denver. They just lost Javante Williams for the year, so maybe they're looking to add something next to Russ. Russ needs all the help. I think needs. McCaffrey's dad played in Denver, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He played with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey's dad played in Denver because, like, he uh, Christian McCaffrey's known Shannon Sharp for years, like since he was a kid. Yeah, you have it so, right I mean, there, there might be some home roots there. I mean, that that wouldn't be a bad uh, landing spot, especially if, especially if he's got like, okay, my pops play here. I mean, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. So Denver, yeah, he, he played he played for Denver in '95. You play for Denver in 95. That'd be amazing. Denver going to pony up some draft picks because y'all need some help. But uh, kind of just finishing off the point about the the Carolina Panthers. They are now succeeded. Matt Rule succeeded by Steve Wilkes. I don't know if y'all remember Steve Wilkes. 
he was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals that season. They actually had Josh Rosen. They went three and 13 and they were picking number one, ended up firing him, hiring Cliff Kingsbury, drafting Kyler Murray. So Mm -hmm. it should be interesting to see what happens in Carolina with Mr. Steve Wilkes taking over as the head coach there. But uh, last Oh, what's that? Oh, oh, my fault. Just something else I wanted to add, man. Steve Wilkes comes from HBCU, man. He's got HBCU roots. He was actually the defensive coordinator for Johnson C. Smith, the home of black college football, by the way, back in 1995. So I got to show him love. Black guy out here doing his thing. Got to show you mad love. Uh, he also served as the head coach of Savannah State for one season in 1999. So bros, you know. he's the bros, too. Oh, he the bros. Rue. I apologize that y'all, 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 y'all brother might be sitting back at home after the end of the season. Jeez. Jeez. They are not. Hey, my dog about to win like 10, 10 games a season. What you mean? Be nice. Turn the whole franchise around. It'd be nice to see. But uh, last but definitely not least, you know, we got to get to the predictions. You know, I, I had, I only lost four of my predictions last week so now that we got the full panel i gotta hear what y'all think about these week six matchups so might be perfect this week fellas i feel like i got the cheat code oh it's gonna be some controversy coming just know i don't like conflict (laughs) that's your slogan i don't like conflict. i don't like conflict (laughs) so we start off with the thursday night game we got the Washington football team versus the Chicago Bears. Oof. My bad. The Washington Commanders. I'm sorry. I'm so used to the WFT on the side of the helmet. Uh, what? Who? Who are we going with this week, fellas? For the Commanders and the Bears, who are we going with? Commanders all day. Carson Wentz got to have another good game. You heard it here first. But look, hey, the Bears. You tell y'all that he has good games. He'll have three bad games and one good game. Three bad games, one good game. That's what Carson Wentz does. This is he's he's on slate for a good game. But 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 check me out. You said three bad games. It was two games. It's, it's been two games. Oh, maybe hey, he's turning that around. Hey, look, what my rest in peace to my man Bernie Mac. What he say on Players Club? Shout out Chicago going for the win. <laughs> man, if we lose to the Bears, this a wrap. Kurt got Chicago. I'm a team Reese. You going with the football team as well? I mean, the commanders as well? I swear I'm so used to them being the football team. The commanders just doesn't feel as natural as the football team. <laughs> no, I'm going to be real with you. I'm just, I just call them Washington. I mean, Why? Okay, cool. Yeah, Washington. Washington. The Washington team. Um, <laughs> but nah, I, I can't never go against them, even though like my gut is telling me, yeah, anyways, but <laughs> I mean, this should be a this should be a, a decent. The Cow, I mean, the the Chicago Bears aren't much of a team, so I hope we get a win. So I'm gonna go with uh, my Washington Commanders. Okay. I just want Who y'all to know that they are picking the Commanders by force, not by choice. That's okay. That's okay because I'm riding for my team too, regardless. Look, they are not happy about their choice, but it's okay. Hmm. Who you got here? I want to say the commanders, man, but I wouldn't be surprised if that defense lets y'all down again, man. I think it's going to be the defense's fault explicitly this week. I think there's going to be no question whether or not Carson is a good player. I think Carson is going to play well, but I think the, the Bears will win this ball game. So, Okay. 
So we got two for Chicago, two for Washington. I'm going to be the tiebreaker, and I'm actually going to lean with the Washington Commanders this week. I think with the Chicago Bears being as dumpster fiery as they are, and with how Justin Fields, sad to say, is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year, I think the Commanders will beat them pretty convincingly uh, on Thursday night football. Going to Sunday's games, we got the one o'clock show. First game, we're going with San Fran and Atlanta. Who y'all? Who y'all boys got? San Fran all day. San Fran. I th- I think that might be kind of a clean <laughs> sweep right there. SF, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, San Francisco <laughs> easy. Okay. Uh, next game, we got the Patriots in Cleveland. Who, who y'all rocking with for this one? Zap. I got Cleveland, man. I got Cleveland. I got to go Patriots because Zap look real good. I got Patriots this week. Okay. Zap yeah. is like Cisco. One hit a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> got I got to go with the Browns, man. I can't I can't see myself picking the Patriots. I can't do it. I'm with you, Kurt. I'm going to go with Cleveland because I think uh, Nick Chubb's going to have a big day. I think he'll run all over the Patriots defense. And uh, so – Reshoot the tiebreaker this time, man. Who you going with? Going with the Patriots, dog. Okay. I think, hey, I, 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 I like Zach coming out of college, bro. I, I don't know. I think Zach might be might be the guy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. I respect it. Mm, I know uh, it's home. I know it's homecoming this week, Reese, but you can't be drinking this early, bro. <laughs> Boy, you tripping. Boy, you drinking. Boy, you drinking. This ain't no water play. What is that great goose, baby? I'm going to go ahead and knock out a couple ones that we probably can all agree on real quick as well. Carolina, the Rams. I'm sure we're all rocking with with the Rams. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati and New Orleans. Who who we rocking with with that one, fellas? You might change the ball back, bro. Cincinnati didn't drop the ball a few times. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints don't win this ball game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I got this. I got the Saints. I was thinking New Orleans as well. What about you, Alex? I got the Bengals, but if Taysom Hill does what he did last uh, game, then it's the Saints. But I'm, I'm rolling with the Bengals on this one. Okay, all right. That's respect. That's respect. We got Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Kurt, I know you rocking with your. You sport. already know where I'm going. Yeah. J-A-X-X, Jax, Jax, Jax. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, look, they got to get their lick back. Hey, hey, look, we want it back in blood. All look. Come Ooh, get it. Come get it if you want it. This could be the year. This could be the game where we actually put up at least two, three touchdowns. Nah, I got Jacksonville. Full show. <laughs> Full show. Because <laughs> Indianapolis. Indianapolis ain't going to get it done, G. All right. Who you, who you got, Reese, Alex, who y'all boys rocking with? Them Jags. I ain't talking about cards today, boy. You muted, Reese, if if you if you know what I'm saying. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me now, big dog. Yeah, my bad. We're going with the Jags. We're going with the Jags. You know what, Kurt, I ain't going to let you be alone, man. I'm rocking with the Colts, man. Mm-hmm. Matty Ice going to come out there and tear that Jacksonville defense up, man. Matty Ice retires after this season. Like, he, 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 he man just collecting a check at this point. Come on, Jesus. Bro. All right. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> next game, my boys, the New York Jets versus the Green Bay Packers. I want to preference this by saying Aaron Rodgers might not play this Sunday. They might be starting Jordan I got Love. the Jets. I got the Jets going. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. There we go. Put some respect. There we go. Yeah, with Sorry. that fact alone, we'll go with the Jets. But if it happens that Aaron Rodgers comes in this game, the Jets still. I, I just I just want you to know Aaron Rodgers will play. This is just for media purposes. It's just to get it out there. Aaron Rodgers will play and they, they will win. Okay. You heard it there last. I'm not Kurt. I think we they're gonna play well. I think this might be the first week that Zach Wilson throws a touchdown pass from coming back from his injury. It won't matter. If Aaron Rodgers touches that field, Aaron Rodgers is going to win the game. Mm. That hurts my heart to hear. Another one that we can kind of all agree on, the Broncos and Chargers, we all rocking with the Chargers, right? Herbert Sherbert. Yes, sir. That boy Cole. Arizona and Seattle, who we rocking with with that one? Arizona. Oh, my God. Arizona, Seattle, Arizona. Yeah. I feel I thought that was kind of another one we all would agree on. There's these last few games. Oh no, wait, whoa. Seahawks. Ooh. That's the controversy. Okay. Seahawks. Okay. Hey, okay. hey Kurt. Hey, hey Kurt. Hey Kurt. Hold on. Remember, you owe me. Hold on, Kurt. What was that bet from week one? Because I take that bet. I was hold, hold up. Who won that bet? We need to run look, the take back. Who won that bet? Because this is a Gatorade on the line. Look, it was Chicago versus Minnesota. For who would finish higher in the division right now? Okay, okay, okay. We got four one. Chicago is one and four, so it's looking pretty good for. Hey, what I hey, what I put on that ten cases of Powerade? We, no, we said a case of Gatorade. Godly, we didn't say no ten cases. <laughs> didn't say ten cases. We Did we say ten cases for real? Didn't say ten cases. Are you know what? Ten cases. It was ten cases. I will stack 10 cases up at your front door. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Cause I want to take you, I want to take you up on that game that you just said. What games are we just talking about? Seattle and Arizona. Listen, you got Seattle. I got Arizona. Yeah. I got a I got an eight pack. I got an eight pack of Powerade Blue Iceberg right now. So, on that. All right. As soon as that get um eight pack of Powerade for that game. Hey, bet it. Bet it up. Bet it up. Get your hey, gag. Get your gag. All right. Man, when I want, hey, when we get on the next one, and I got powerways to my ear, I want to hear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all heard it here first. Hey, we y'all heard it. I'm feeling a little frisky myself. I want to take a bet on that Kansas City <laughs> Buffalo game. What's up? I got the bill. What's, hey, me too. Hey, hey, what? Hey, what? My urban, my CTE acting up. <laughs> my CTE acting up. <laughs> Me ain't gonna, too, Jack. Oh, ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like that game, that game scares me. I'm a pick Buffalo. I'm a pick Buffalo, but I'm scared. I, I can't. I'm gonna say the Bills, but I can't confidently take it. I'm gonna say the Bills just to keep my perfect record for this week going. But it's gonna scare me. Buffalo pissed off after that last game we played. My CTE acting up. I'm trying to tell you. Ain't Buffalo coming hey. to win on that one. All right, Buffalo coming away, and I, I wouldn't I be surprised agree. if Buffalo don't come away by like fourteen twenty one. I think it'll be closer than that. Yeah. I really I'm, be I'm so that. nervous. I might not start Patrick Mahomes in my fantasy this week. Oh nah, bro. dog, dog. I'm telling you that defense. That defense. They're gonna get to Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I'm a fan, y'all. Y'all talking. I'm a I'm a fan, bro. I'm a fan. Look at this. You see this? You think I feel good about this? I don't feel good about this. Two scores, though, Henry. 
two score. It's, it's not crazy to think, bro. I mean that, but Kansas City's O line is a lot better than what they were against against Tampa Bay in that Super Bowl. I I truly think that's probably what you're thinking will happen. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think that O line's improved. They got a chip. I don't think it'll. I think it'll be ten. I give it ten. I say two scores, but I don't think it'll be. It'll be fourteen twenty one. Another easy one, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. We all got Tampa, right? Tom Brady going to do it again. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got the books, yeah. There was two other games that I really wanted us to, like, talk about. It was the, the Chiefs and the Bills. The Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to be a good game. I, I, think Philly, I think Philly walks away. I think Philly, Philly walks away. I think Philly walks away with this win just because I think this is where we see Cooper Rush at his mortal self, as his mortal self. I just don't think he's going to be that good. Somebody who's been playing some daggone good football, Darius Slay, bro. Oh, man. Darius yeah. Slay has yes. been balling, bro. Balling. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he don't walk away with one or two of them things. You know what I'm saying? Like, young up. You know what I'm saying? I was discussing it with somebody the other day. Usually, you good and, corners that trade me, that go to another team, they some they they end up being trash. They get yeah. exposed. Yeah, Aish Slay. Yeah, he went from being a Pro Bowl corner to arguably probably one of the best corners in the league right now. I I can't I can't even say Aish Slay's been balling up. Yeah, I got hey, Philly on this one. I'm gonna tell you this: Trayvon Diggs gonna get two picks. Michael Parsons gonna have at least two sacks. The Cowboys is gonna win the game. I agree. LT, I mean, excuse me, Michael Parsons coming to play. He got that boy. He got that boy. He LT. LT. Oh, that boy got excited. That boy, Lawrence Taylor. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! He got that boy, Lawrence Taylor. He's close. He's close. Like I said, I'm feeling frisky. So who's trying to take up a bet? I got a, I got an eight pack of Powerade Gatorade on that game too. I'm going with Alice as well. I feel like it's going to be a defensive game, a running football game I truly feel like that plays into the hands of the Dallas Cowboys a lot better Cooper Rush doesn't put the ball in harm's way I truly feel like they will I, they will I think it. the Eagles will win just because they're going to be the better offense I'll take that bet against the best defense that's going to be a great game I'll take that bet Durant. there's two good defenses who's going to have a better offense I, I want smart be, water I want smart easy. I want smart water instead I need that eight pack I need that eight pack of smart water <laughs> hey Hey Henry, we can adjust if we don't want all them power rays, we can adjust for a six pack of body armor. Nah, because I listen when I get this up off you here for this uh for this uh Arizona game right here, because you're talking about Seattle. When I get this up off you, I need that 12 pack. I need the big Jones. I don't need that little, <laughs> I don't need the little sippy. Uh-uh. I need the big Jones. You gonna go ahead and just run that. Go ahead and run that. Kyler Murray, I got drinks on you because you better get right. Oh, hey, a new Call of Duty finna drop. I'm in good hands. Hey, it, it dropped in two weeks. It <laughs> it do, they weeks, do so. drop in two weeks, though. All right, it's about to drop. He didn't pre- – he didn't – he he's so lit. He didn't got the pre-order. He didn't play it already. He playing yeah, he play, it right now. He playing He playing uh, Warfare Beta. He got he, play, he playing he right this. now. He playing now. Yeah, so that was pretty much all of the games we did. We did want to go through. Um I know typically at the end, we do leave the people that listen with just some food for thought, some, you know, some, some words of wisdom. So Henry, I know this is one of the things that you typically do. We're going to let you, we're going to let you start it off because we, we love the words of wisdom you normally leave with us. So 
Well, thanks for that compliment, folks. Um, one of the things I can tell you all, here's a piece of advice. Don't be disappointed in who you are because you're not who you want it to be. Be proud of that person that you are. Be proud of the person that you look at in the mirror every single day because that person is great. That person has overcome so many crazy, wild, unknowing things to the rest of the world. Be proud of the person that you are, even if you're not where you want to be. Success is coming. I'm speaking that over your life today. Amen, bro. I appreciate that. Kurt? For me, mine is real simple. Stack your money and lock in and focus. You ain't missing nothing. Don't mm -hmm. think you missing nothing. It ain't nothing out here that you missing. You lock in on whatever goal you get set. Stack your money. Everything that you thought you was missing is going to be there when you get through. So just lock in, focus, make what you want to happen, happen, and just let everything fall in the way they're supposed to fall. Amen. Alex? Um, you see what we got right here, America? We got five good brothers. Surround yourself with at least five good brothers. Somebody that's going to tell you what you need to hear and nothing that you want to hear. Always surround yourself with people that you need with that's going to tell you stuff that you need to hear and and give you the flowers and you do the same to them. Teamwork, make the dream work, baby. Let's do it. Amen. Reese? Newcomer. Uh, yeah, Reese, talk. Newcomer. Newcomer on the game. I'm going to speak on something that's probably uh, a lot of people don't, you know, aren't familiar with. October is the Depression and Mental Health Awareness Month. Take care of your mental. Take definitely take care of your mental. Uh, speaking for someone who has lost a family member or two from suicide, um, I strongly suggest if you're going through anything, like my brother said, surround yourself with good people, good friends, uh, good good men and women in your life uh, to take care of your mental. Um, that's pretty. That's that's it. Hey Amen. I appreciate you sharing that, bro. Uh, last thing I have to say, and this is for anybody listening that's battling with a decision to make, big decision, maybe, you know, taking the next step, doing something, don't be afraid to step out on faith, man. God gave you these opportunities. God puts you in position to be able to succeed and do these things. And he's never going to give you more than you can bear. He's never going to take you somewhere to leave you. And this is honestly me speaking to myself as well. So, just trust God. He'll never, he'll never leave nor forsake you. It says it in his word. So don't be afraid to step on our faith is what I got to say. So that is pretty much all that we have as the dynasties on this podcast episode today. This is episode four. Yeah. Us in week five yes. recaps, week six. We truly appreciate y'all for listening. Truly appreciate y'all for taking the time out to, to speak to the people, you know, but before we sign off, I just I'm gonna go ahead and give my socials again. Darius underscore capers on Instagram, Twitter at Darius Capers. Make sure you follow the Dynasties podcast Instagram page. We like to post, you know, good parts of the podcast on there so y'all can kind of get a sense of what we talk about. Drop a follow, stream the Dynasties podcast on anywhere that you listen to your podcast at, you know, and uh I'm going to leave it to my, my co-host.
Henry Capers, long live my reign, all caps on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me anywhere. More importantly, check us out with the Capers Cares Foundation. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. We're doing a bunch of crazy things. Uh, taking 120 kids to go see Black Panther on November 12th. Uh, we're giving away 300 turkeys uh, the following week, and we're going for 500 Christmas gifts for uh, Christmas. So if you want to donate, you want to give it back, just hit me on my apps. All right. Peace. Love. Again, it's your boy, Kurt. I am King Vincent. That's V-I-N-S-O-N. All I got is Instagram. I don't got the Twitter, but I will in a little bit just to make sure it happens, you know, but it will be I am King Vincent or Kurt or something like that, but I am King Vincent for now. And like my boy said, follow the podcast because we doing big things. Alex Reese, whichever one of y'all boys want to go first. All right. Follow your boy. That's 10 gold bands. B-A-N-Z at the end. No D at it. Um, follow me. Follow me also at Twitter. That's FBM. Faithful Black Man is what it stands for. Underscore Alex. That's on Twitter. Follow this Dynasty's podcast. If you like football, if you like getting good laughs, if you like fellowshipping, this is the podcast for you. The podcast for me. I found a home and you will too. Follow us. That's out. Uh, first off, I want to appreciate your boys for inviting me this week. It was a good conversation. I enjoyed the conversation I had with you guys. Uh, follow me, Reese Xavier 30, Instagram. Um, yeah, we out. Until next time, everybody. Salute to you. Love. Peace.